Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way everyone and welcome back children of verte we're so excited to see you um as per usual we're going to kick it over to adam for our sponsors all right and uh you know we're feeling really great and sending great vibes to deb today uh i've been an attic (laughs) (laughs) internet gods technology gods we salute thee all right uh first of all our incredible sponsors we have idol champions of the forgotten realms uh they make an incredible game that uh, you can uh, collect a, a huge array of Dungeons and Dragons characters, including some characters from people in this cast uh, that have played over the years. It's an awesome game. Check it out. You can get an Electrum chest code with the code on the overlay or the one bouncing around in chat. So thank you for your support. And we also have Die Hard Dice, who has gifted our cast with. We've made it through an entire other list now with this one. Steve's Story Stones. Yeah. Steve's Story Stones. So we miss heart tier. We miss Steve. Um, but uh, you can use the code Airte for 10% off your order. And we are going to be giving away a $20 uh, promotional gift code in chat. So pay attention to the prompts there. And finally, tonight you'll hear the dulcet tones of Sirenscape because epic games need epic sound. Mm-hmm. I am Adam Bradford. I'm the CDO at Demiplane. Uh, we have a ton going on. Gen Con was this last weekend. It was a very, very busy, uh, a very hectic, very wonderful time. Thank you for everyone who stopped by to see us in the Avatar Room for Magpie. Um, uh, just some great, great interactions. Thanks to everybody who stopped uh, me to say hello. I love that. It's uh, the reason I do this uh, is, is to uh, to meet people who love this hobby uh, like we all do. So uh, really great stuff. Thank you for that. And you can find me on Twitter at BadEyeAdam. And tonight I am playing your dimensionally displaced magical superfan, Silas Sorrell. Hey everybody, I'm Lisa Marie. I also just got back from Gen Con, so I'm apologizing right now for my voice because it's going in and out. So I'll just talk really close to this microphone. <laughs> I also hate wearing lipstick and dark lipstick because it gets all over my teeth. That's what's happening now. Anyway, I'm, I'm a professional costume artist. You can find me on socials at Alicia Marie Body. The season is over, but we are just now beginning Halloween season. So I have like a few days off before I have to start a whole new, you know. 15 new builds because Halloween is coming. It's breathing up my neck. Tonight, I am playing your dimensionally displaced super. Bruce <laughs> <laughs> Armstrong, attorney at law, at law, playing someone else. 
Yes. Um, hello, I am Jen Kretschmer. Um, still with internet being wonky from heat, apologies. Um, uh, you can find me on socials as at DreamWisp tomorrow at 11 a.m. over on the MCDM YouTube channel. I am playing in a fantastic game to celebrate their fantastic new uh, crowdfunded book. Come check it out. They're doing all sorts of layers and James Intracasso is about to uh, kick our butts. Um, and it's gonna be a ton of fun. Uh, it's a, it, an amazing cast and it's gonna be a blast. So tomorrow morning uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific. Um, and other than that, Tonight, I will be playing your friendly neighborhood troublemaker, Maeve Morgan Flynn, playing somebody else. Hi, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the content manager at Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. You can find me on the socials as Oboe Lauren. I'm going to be in one more episode of The Velvet Lodge. The finale is tomorrow. Yeah, it's episode seven. Uh, there, there was a lot that was going on. Definitely go check it out on Elder Eye Entertainment. It is a much different show than this show, but, but hey, if you want to see me disheveled and not this character or any of the other characters I will be playing tonight, you should check it out. Who am I playing? Well, I'm playing Neb, who's playing someone else, and she is very excited. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Deborah Ann Bull. Normally, I'm your storyteller for this evening, but tonight I will be playing Pivim the Garden Gnome, who is also playing somebody else. Because as you will remember, last week on Children of Verte, we, or two weeks ago on Children of Verte, uh, we found our party sitting in a clearing, a snowy clearing around a campfire, while Robin took a little solo walk um, and we pick them up then, yet again. All right. Oh, for Everybody. the, I should say, for the 54th chapter of mm -hmm. Children of Arte. Yeah, we're going to settle in around the fire here. And as the fire is shooting embers gently, they're wafting into the night sky. Um, we've got everyone surrounding this warm, cozy thing. Our backs are cold, but our fronts are warm and everyone is really comfortable here. And Silas has just told the entire crew that he has been dying to introduce them to a game called VNV, &V, Vaults and Vagabonds. <laughs> and everyone begrudgingly or not has agreed that at least for the next little while, they will try to play with him. So the thing that you need to understand about this game is it is a tabletop role-playing game. Has anyone ever played a tabletop role-playing game? Anyone? We don't have a table. Well, well, yeah. I, I mean, they call it a tabletop role-playing game, but you don't really need a table. Um, it's just kind of like, that's a holdover from a long time ago. Um, but, but has anybody ever played? This must be no. a, a game from your, your land of Erte. Yes, it is. It is a very popular game from the land of Erte. Only the coolest people play this game. Um, and so you are I think cold that in Erte? Uh, yes, yes. Ice cold, Crash. Ice That's cold. why we have the cold to our backs and the fire to our fronts. That's it. That's Warm it. fronts, cold backs. Uh, can't lose. That's what they say. Yes, yes, that's it. So, um, Can so that be since... our new battle cry. <laughs> Cold packs, warm fronts. I mean, it would be very appropriate, right? I, I think that it works really, really well. With VNV, &V, this tabletop role playing game, what happens 
is you have someone who is uh, kind of like, uh, you know, just the, the storyteller that is is prompting you with things and describing the world around you. Uh, most of the time it's called a game master, although master might be a little of an outdated term too. So, you know, they're like game moderator and, you know, some of that. But anyway, GM is a really good thing to say. So for okay. this, since nobody's ever played before, I'm going to be the GM. And that, that's what everybody needs to remember. But I'm going to describe the world. And then you are all going to be playing characters. So not yourselves, but characters that you make up. And you can determine what those characters are going to do with the situations that I describe in the world. And we're going to play. It's, it's a little bit like improv theater. Has anybody ever done improv? I did, no. I, I did one class and I spent the whole class against the wall trying to figure out when I was supposed to talk. Uh, okay. All right. That's excellent to know. So we're, we're not going to um, uh, let that happen this time because again, There's you're right no here walls. in the fire. No, no walls. There, there are walls somewhere, but they're a long way from here. And yeah. so no walls here. So we're going to make sure that everybody gets to kind of improv together. But what that means is you're just going to say, um, you know, hey, this thing happens in the world. My character would ordinarily try to do this, and you're going to tell me what you're trying to do. And then there are these dice. And Silas pulls out of his pocket um, the, just this massive bag. It probably shouldn't have fit in his pocket so well. <laughs> um, and just massive. And they're just uh, dice all in it polygonal dice, uh, you know, are, are kind of pouring out into his hand. He says, so there are different kinds of dice that you use to play this game with. And this helps determine whether you succeed or fail when you are trying to do something in the world as I'm describing it to you. All right. So, yes, yes, that's basically it. So basically you are going to make, uh, sometimes they're called tests, sometimes they're called checks, but you are going to make checks by rolling these dice and then your characters are going to be really good at some things so-so at some things and then maybe not so good at some things naturally Ooh. that but is what if i want to be good at everything well there too, are many I people think. that play these games that like to try to be good at everything and um you know sometimes uh, that is not really looked upon very well uh, when people are playing this because it's like power gaming you ever heard that term um so so sometimes that can be the case but sometimes just groups of power gamers get together and everybody wants to be the best at everything and it's basically like everybody is the narrow marine from morrowind and as long as they're having fun that's the other thing rule number zero is that everybody just has to have fun all right that's what we're, we're, we're trying to do more than anything is have fun and so um, you're going to be good at uh, as much as you can be per the rules. So it's all about okay. the rules here. So and the, the rules, the rules are dictated can... by that giant. Oh, these are pretty dice. Can I have that one? Yeah, oh, yeah wait, you, maybe you absolutely can. Well, well, yeah, you, well, you all need this D20. This has 20 sides. There's only it. one of those. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. So no, Maeve's no, going to no, sort no. of reach uh, <laughs> into her it looks like she reaches into her bag and pulls out a set of dice. They look very much like her magic. Uh, that that same midnight. So she pulls out a, a set of, of her dice and goes, like these. Uh, where did you get those? 
I just from my back here. From your back? You have you have I guess dice? Not, the, the, this was okay. army knife. I just you said we needed dice. I have dice now. Tell hey, me the truth. Really... Did you have those before? Uh, Are you missing just, any just dice? Now I have dice. <laughs> Maybe those are really pretty. Where did you get those Thanks. from? My bag. Just now. Oh, okay. I, I meant more like where to buy them so that if ever I had a chance to, to go back. I'd... Yeah, we're not buying dice for a long time, I'm afraid now, but that's okay. Between apparently Maeve, who has dice, and I, okay. we should have enough dice for everyone. We can also share. This is a game about sharing. And Pippin, so okay. Pippin starts to wiggle his fingers. He says, um, and we'll need somewhere to roll them. I, we can't roll them in the snow. And that's very true. His fingers this sort of shimmery disc appears over the top, almost like a tabletop over the top of the campfire. And he knocks his tiny little gnome fist on it. And uh, it's solid. You can roll dice across it. This is everything that I've ever wanted playing this <laughs> game. I knew this was a great of, idea. It's kind of invisible. So you can kind of see the flames underneath it coming through. And it's almost like your dice is rolling across thin air. All right, listen. Anyone who's borrowing oh, my yeah, dice, amazing. just be careful not to roll it off the edge into the fire, but otherwise this <laughs> oh. is incredible. Okay. Is it bad luck? Uh, no, it just means my die is going to get destroyed. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, like, some I've of these are plastic. And, in the train. I mean, a couple of these look like they're um, metal, and a couple of these are, well, I don't know what yeah. this one's made out of. Ooh, that right, one's really pretty. Some... Yeah, so so yeah, here, here, here are the dice. We're going to get dice for everybody. But okay. you're going to roll the, these dice in order to see if your character succeeds or fails at certain things that you're trying within the world. Sometimes I'm not going to ask you to roll for things. So if you say, I'm going to breathe, clearly we don't need to roll for breathing. We don't need to roll for just kind of having a merry little stroll across a, a meadow or something like that. But if it really, really counts that there is some kind of uh, consequence for you succeeding or failing, then I'm going to say, make a, and I'm going to insert a word there, and it's all going to be on these character sheets. And you see Silas just out of his backpack um, with some sleight of hand. He has several sheets that kind of spread out like cards in front of you. All right, <laughs> so we have these character sheets, and these are just what I carried with me in my bag. It looks like they're all level five. This was all uh, factored in for uh, one of my favorite modules because I didn't know if I was gonna find anybody on the train that would play with me. But now, as I said before, you're all a captive audience and you're kind of playing anyway. So this is a level five module and it is called the Dragon of Deep Down Dell. All right, the Dragon of Deep Dragon. Down Dell. It is for fifth level characters, so that's what everybody's going to play. So I've got some of these sheets, and we are not going to waste time with character creation because if you try to do that without digital tools, it sucks. All right. And since we don't have digital tools, we're right. going to instead, we're going to use these pre gens on this paper, right? Are they all vagabonds? Um, yeah, that's kind of just a generic term, you know, honestly. Like there are lots of games in our world. Um, that uh, are like this and sometimes they have words that really have nothing much to do with the game itself but I think it's all supposed to just evoke a feel so it's kind of like your wanderers but you can have a home and those kind of things unlike a vagabond so it's more just kind of descriptive to set a mood okay so no okay. no vagabonds and we're not like uh, trying we're not thieves trying to get into vaults 
Um, well, you could be. You can actually be anything that you want to be as long as it's on these eight pieces of paper. Okay. And they're all, all right. different. We're all going to pick one and uh, they're all really different. Th th yeah, they're, they're all different. A child of Verte, please. Okay. A child. So that would basically just be a human, right? Um, yeah, you probably can. And Silas starts like kind of thumbing through and he's like, um, well, what about somebody who makes something? You can decide what you make. Oh, oh, shoes. Oh, I love to make shoes. Gnomes are always barefoot. So like a cobbler? Is that who makes shoes? Um, yeah. Um, sure. Um, and, and here you go. And so Silas hands you a character sheet um, that uh, that has some abilities on it where you can make things. And so listen, that right there is going to say something about you being a, um, uh, this is really weird for me to think about this, but it's going to say that you're a gnome. Um, but it's, but, but that's okay. You don't have to play a gnome. That's that, you know, um, you can change that to a child of Erte if you want to. And yes. so we just, uh, here, here's some pencils that you can do that with. And Silas is handy. I want to be a normal human cop. Um, okay, you can do that. Um, so then uh, look for the background on your sheet and you can change that to commoner. Cool. Cop because, cop because right now it says clan crafter, <laughs> but that sounds like that's too aspirational. Um, so uh, you can change it to commoner. Man, Silas, you really came prepared for us to be able to play on the train. If How long were you going to wait before you pulled all this stuff out of your bag? Well, I mean, we were supposed to be on this trip for what, like five or six days. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't have been that long that I would have tried to wait. But, um, you know, it depended on how we got along with each other because I've played with some really bad groups in the past. But honestly, <laughs> after spending like, you know, 12 days with you all, I think this is going to be great. I think it's going to be really, really good. All right. So, well, so I have an idea. If Pivim's going to play a normal human cobbler, and is no, going to no. make shoes. I'd like to play a character who doesn't have any shoes and doesn't uh, wear shoes. Like, okay. And maybe that would be a reason that we might. So here, here is a halfling thief or, or a rogue, halfling rogue. Um, uh, do you know what anybody know what a halfling is? So Not like, think the... think Hobbit, but less hair on the top of their feet. Okay. Bowling. Okay. No, uh, okay. No, no interest. Uh, wait, what did you well, say, Faruza? I said, is there a holing? A holing? There's a halfling. Oh, oh, oh. Wow, I've never thought of that. Um, that's Yeah, what is that know, a half of? That really is kind of a derogatory term for their entire ancestry and origin, isn't it? Um, mm. maybe, maybe maybe they don't think about it in that way. Anyway, um, I you know, I started to say maybe a holing is like a human, but 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 that well, seems maybe really... a half of a ling. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. That, let's go with that. So nobody's interested in that one. That was fine. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, what if uh, is anybody interested in uh, like a paladin? Do you know what a paladin is? It's like a knight in shining armor. Oh, yeah, uh, the goody oh, two shoes. I mean, yeah. for a moment, I, I thought you were talking about just being a pal to everybody. But yeah, I mean, this this sounds like <laughs> you were talking about it being like stories and, and telling like epic tales and things. And I was kind of thinking the cliche. Yes. You know, Prince Charming or right. Knight in Shining Armor so, kind of thing. So here's this. This says human paladin, but you can change it to anything you want. So they have um, lizard folk. They have yeah. bird folk. They have rabbit folk. 
They have. Um, they, I they, can be they a have, rabbit. You can be an anthropomorphic rabbit like Usagi Ujimbo. Yes. I don't know who that is, but that sounds great. Uh, give me, give me one of those pencils. I'll make the yeah. changes. All right, excellent. All right. That's what you do, and I'll help you with those statistics in a second because the statistics are what tell you, um, just again, what your character is naturally good at. But we'll wrap that up in just a second. But that sounds All great. Right. All right, oh, so we're going to be doing lots of math, I guess. Uh, well, oh. yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It, it's most of the time like, you know, third grade or lower math for the most part, unless things get really, really hairy. Um, so it, it should be okay. Well, I um, am playing a rabbit person, so it's going to get very hairy. Uh, yes, uh, you gain inspiration. So inspiration is a thing that's going to let you do really good things when you get into a pickle. So if things go wrong for you when you roll that 20-sided die, you can say, I use my inspiration. And then you get to roll it again and take the higher result. So hey. because that was the kind of joke that um, I really appreciate. Um, all right. So then from We're there. We have fun, right? So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. That's it. So Wait a minute. I decided where I think I want to be. Uh, well, I want to be, since my voice is so scratchy from being out here in this cold, I want to be a werewolf. Then I want to be a big fancy wizard like in Lord of the Rings. Okay. Werewolf wizard. Nice wizard. alliteration. I, I, I like that. Um, so so what we're going to do is one of these pregens is an elven wizard. So so it's a high elf. But what we're going to uh. do is just like just like Neb is changing to a rabbit folk um, yes. paladin, we're going to let you change to um, werewolf is a little too powerful. It's challenge rating mm -hmm. is too high for you to be a PC yeah. because then that wouldn't be fair to the other players. And it would create uh, kind of this imbalance that would mean that you would kill everything and they would just be bystanders. So we're I mean, gonna, I'm okay with that, frankly. We're, I mean, we're, that's we're, usually what Feruza does anyway. Uh, we're going to instead make you maybe a shifter. This is like a, uh, it's an ancestry that allows you to uh, kind of get in touch with your primal inner self and you can absolutely turn into like, kind of like a mini werewolf. Not not small, but mini uh, transformation of a werewolf. Does that sound okay? I like it. Excellent. All right, so here we go. Here is your wizard, scratch okay. out or erase high elf there, put shifter. Okay. And then um, here, look at this book right here. And Silas like pulls this giant <laughs> tome and he slams it on top of the, uh, the invisible force field. And so he's like, all right, so your shifter is in this book here for okay. So all you got to do is find shifter in the index. I think that one has an index. Some of them don't and it really oh, yeah. sucks, but, um, but yeah, I think that one has an index uh, yeah. and then you can find shifter and then over here, Neb, you can find, it's called the Herengon. It's a rabbit folk. If you find that, um, then you should be able to find your stats. And so when you get to those stats, all I need you to do is um is just kind of hold for a second we'll tie that off here when we're when we're done okay. um all right oh, who are we missing like a nexus where all this information could come together. yeah like if if there yeah, was like a hub life. for all of it to come together yeah. um yeah it would really really make a difference um like yeah. i said in in our real world digital tools make all of this way easier but that's okay we're, we're we're going to we're gonna charge ahead here all right so we've got one more and i've got three okay. sheets here uh mave do you have any ideas about what well, i said i wanted to be something that doesn't wear shoes um well actually i don't think that any of the class types or ancestry types 
dictate that you have to wear shoes. So it's kind of wide open, to be honest. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to be little or do you want to be big, Maeve? Let's go with little. Uh, what about a goblin? Yes. <laughs> All right, you can be, so I do have a goblin uh, ranger here. Does that work? <laughs> sure. Okay, here we go. And um, Silas is kind of looking a little skeptically at Maeve just a little bit. It's like, wow, like she uh, she doesn't want to wear shoes. Like what what is he about to get into here? So, <laughs> um, so, um, so he hands that over there and everybody has their character sheet and yes. we spend an embarrassingly long amount of time that I'm about to fast forward through getting everybody's character sheets completely tied off to where everybody is ready to play. But now you end up with uh, these pieces of paper in front of you that have all of your abilities and Silas just categorically goes through and tells everyone, okay, a shifter wizard. These yeah. are the kinds of spells that you might cast. I'm not going to say it right now, but, but Silas is explaining this to Feruza. And then uh, he says, wow. uh, you know, this is what the shifter can do. And uh, he's going just one by one. And then he, uh, like, you know, any good GM, he is trying to come back around to the other players where they don't get too bored uh, while he's talking to one player <laughs> all at one time because this process takes at least an hour to make these adjustments. But everyone is ready to go with your And you said we sheet. can customize these a bit, right? Yes, definitely. If you feel Maybe comfortable. Maybe start scribbling furiously, like crossing things out, writing things in. I've, I've been trying to like draw a picture of my characters. I'm still learning how to do, because like it'd be fun to have pictures of these characters or, you know, like, uh, like headshots or it something. It would be. Yeah. yeah. It'd be fun I'm not to a very look good like artist our characters yet. too. Yeah, I mean, I can try. I'm not very good yet. I, that was the purpose of the one of the things I'm going to do on the trip was learn how to draw. Maybe, maybe my paladin can learn how to draw. That's can it. So you can drawing? do any kind of character art. That is very, very popular for people to do. There are people that can make some good money off commissions for that, actually. And Pippin's in the corner practicing his human voice. He's going, <laughs> "I am, I am, I am." Wow, what a very normal human couple. Trying to figure out how to sound like normal, a very Excellent. normal human cobbler. So, I am the very model of a human cobbler. <laughs> of a very human cobbler. Oh my gosh. Oh, wait, are so, we supposed to do voices? That was half the problem with the improv class that I took. I didn't know what was going on. You don't have to do voice. No one should ever feel pressured to do a voice. Sometimes it's even not changing your voice. It's just the uh, kind of intonation and the cadence at which you speak uh, can okay. make it seem like you're playing a different character. That's perfectly fine or you can just go all in and even if it sounds terrible you can play a different voice i'm gonna try to do weird really different voices here or there i think that my illusory magic that i'm picking up on might be able to help me with that that's one of the reasons i'm gonna try this out but either way um you know if it's just me talking it's gonna sound really really silly but it's all about uh just kind of uh you know uh having fun and kind of putting everybody in the right frame of mind about it so that 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 that's what you can do you can do a voice if you'd like to do so R roll zero have fun that's rule it. one do a voice if you think you can uh that's not rule one but it is on the list somewhere okay all right um any other questions before we try this out because one of the best ways to learn is just to kind of try it out yes do we meet in a tavern uh, actually, funny you should say that. A long time ago, 
in a galaxy that is like right, you know, similar to this, to be honest, um, you arrive in a small town and this town is slightly underground. So you've just been through one of the largest dwarven cities in the entire realm and you've ended up in a tavern. Um, I Maeve, I'm, I think you've played this before. Um, so you end up in a tavern, you're in this tavern and it is called the barracks and the barracks is very dwarvish. So you, you walk in and it is just cut straight into the stone of the mountainside. As you walk in, you see all kinds of weaponry that probably isn't sharp any longer. Some of it shows signs of rust hanging on the walls all around. So there are battle axes, there are pikes, there are weapons that you don't even recognize just hung up and strung up everywhere around you. Some of them are forming uh, chandeliers of a sort that have candle holders in them hanging from the ceiling. The candles are lighting up this. So the, uh, the setting that you find yourselves in is very dire, but the music is actually, you know, fair, fairly fun and lively. It's like people are having a good time in this place. And all of you are seated in a corner booth, uh, one of those nice circular booths where everybody has plenty of room. You are eating and drinking something. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go around to everyone here and let you describe your character and share the name of your character. So I want you to uh, give a physical description of your character, um, share your name with everyone. And then I also want you to describe what your character is possibly eating and dining on and then what they might be drinking. All right. Are we ready? This is the yes. first role-playing that's about to happen a little bit here. All I right? got so distracted oh. by listening to the story and now, now i suddenly have to tell a story. Okay. I'm nervous. It, it, that, that, that's it. Don't be nervous. Everybody's got this. All right, here we go. So as we come and the, the fake camera pans around the circle, it rests on. So Maeve, why don't you go ahead and start? You are on the outside edge of the left side of the circle. All right. Um, so yes, there's a, I am a, uh, a small three foot three. Uh, I have a sage colored skin and deep raspberry hair. Uh, and I'm a, Big ears, bare feet. <laughs> uh, I don't think uh, bare feet are part of the stats. Yes, oh. they very much are, sir. Got it. B A R. -E. Very important. Yes. I got it. Not, not, not B E A R. Spelling is very important to this character because she is a librarian. Oh, absolutely of essential. Of course, she is. To know yes. the difference between bear and bear. Yes. Uh, and. Uh, She's swathed in um, dark, a dark cloak, but uh, some some color in her clothes underneath, and um, yeah, so sage colored skin, yellow green eyes peering out, and um, what else? <laughs> I mean, that's a really great description. 
Yeah. How little, how little are you, though? Three foot three. Three three. three tiny. Three. And and are you? Do we just call you Maeve, or are you? Oh playing it? no, no! I have a name. Uh, uh, my name is 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 uh, Katabasis, but you can call me Tabby. Wow. Okay. Thanks for the short version there. Um, <laughs> Tabby. Got it. Perfect. Tabby. Um, so Tabby, what are you eating? What is in front of you? Uh, what kind of food do they have here? Um, they. This is one of those places that sees exports and traffic from everywhere. So virtually anything you could imagine, this cook could fry up for you. And I emphasize fry. <laughs> I think a, a vegetable stew, maybe with a That's bunch not fried. Of... Uh, actually, he takes the vegetable stew and, you know, spends a little mm -hmm. bit of time in the pan at the end, getting a nice little crisp on it. But yes, okay. go ahead. Go a ahead. tempura. Uh, I mean, it could be like a tempura. Yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. In okay. the vegetable stew. I'm here for a tempura vegetable oh, stew. Oh, I know it'll get softer, but mm -hmm. I think it would be delicious. Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right. And what are you drinking? Uh, a delicious ale of some sort. Uh, excellent. Um, some kind of blackberry ale, perhaps? Sounds delicious. Okay. Blackberry <laughs> ale with vegetable tempura <laughs> stew. <laughs> Uh, I'll pass on that's that great and as we continue to uh, and you know what I think it's a spicy blackberry ale alright very hey. adventurous alright we continue to pan around in Feruza what do we have here I have to tell you I'm just really excited about this because I've never really been an actress and I've never been picked to be in anyone's you know acting anything this is interesting yeah alright uh, but I want to try something and for, you know, I watched this old movie once. It's a really old movie, but it's a good one. I want to see if this works. And she's going to like, just sort of rub her fingers together like this. And then she's going to rub her hands over like her face and her hair. And her hair is going to turn dark black. Oh. <laughs> this movie called The Craft. And I remember one of the girls did it. And yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So now um, you see Faruza. She has long, dark hair. Eyes the same color, but she has dark lipstick, dark lipstick on, and this like dark sort of cloak over her shoulders that has this large black hood, and uh, you see a wolf-looking woman sitting at this table in the barracks tavern, and uh, like I said, she has dark hair like mine now and dark lipstick. She looks very mysterious. She's very tall. She's probably about 5'10", not as tall as me, but she's tall. And uh, she's silently eating what looks like a large salad. But in that salad, it's just like weeds and, and sticks. And in that bowl of weeds and sticks and reeds and grass, it almost looks like it's alive. Some of those things are moving in that bowl. And it looks like she wants it that way. She also has next to her a nice little like porcelain cup that has a hot like toddy in it that is daffodil tea to help her throat. She is what we call, and she sort of shuffles her papers, a wild hunt evocation wizard. 
Um, Her name right. is Wanda Cherry Leeds, but you can call her Cherry. Oh, all right. This is excellent. I think you're all lying to me. I think you might have played this before. You're just naturals. This is incredible. No. Thanks. <laughs> Way to go. All right. Continuing on around, Neb, what do oh. we have? Oh, now. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Okay. Oh, I can't do the, the fun thing like Feroza did, but I'll, I'll try to describe as best as I can. So sitting at the table, you see a very tall rabbit. Uh, taller because her ears are currently up. Sort of a, a gray fur with white on the, you know how rabbits have that white on like the palms and the, the feet and the little, little, little tiny tail. Um, and she'd be cute if it wasn't for the fact that she's in like really serious gold armor. Just like thick, heavy gold, um, uh, whatever the armor is. Uh, well, I got armor on here somewhere. Um, yeah. Probably plate of some sort. Ooh, yes. and, and I think she's sitting towards the end of the table because she's also got a, a big giant kite shield and a, a sword that for whatever reason she never actually puts in her sheath. It's just always kind of sitting on her lap or somewhere and it's glowing kind of nicely and everybody feels good being around her her sword and she's she's just smiling and happy to to be here looking around at everybody and um oh what was she she's eating oh you know what she's eating mm. uh she's eating steak and potatoes and a salad just like really just the the normal thing that people eat and she's got a big mug of a muffin some kind of it's no, certainly it's, the normal thing that Silas eats. So yes, I'm with I you. I mean, there. I'm not going to go for like the fried steak or anything, but but yeah. And then uh, she's she's got an ale of some sort, but it's like the weak ale, and where you can drink it, and then you don't have to worry about being drunk in like an hour or so. Uh, it's kind of watered down. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So magic sword, kite shield, very classic. I really did. You really have love a name. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, her, her name is Asteria Hardaway. Asteria. Uh, Asteria, yeah. Asteria. Asteria Hardaway. Excellent. This down. Wow, this is so creative. I, uh, I've been looking for all of you my entire life. Um, all right. Um, mo moving on. Uh, what do you got, Crash? What do you, what do you have going on? <laughs> okay. So um, I'm average height and... I'm average width, and I'm average depth, um, and I look like a children of Erte. And I, <laughs> I lean across the table and I say, Hello, my name is Mr. Proudfoot. It is a pleasure to meet you. And I stick out my hand like this, like I see you do, and I squeeze a hand. Um, Whose hand yes, yes, look at me, does I'm Proudfoot covered. squeeze? He, he's yes, yes this way, Mr. Proudfoot, because uh, I take pride in feet. And indeed, as you look, he's covered in in uh, shoe forms, foot forms. <laughs> and I've got bags of leather and tools for making, making me shoes. Pivum, do you have a oh. business card? Do you know what a business card is? A business card? Is this something normal, average human? It's like a small piece of paper that says who you are and where people can find you. And sometimes oh. it has a phrase. 
I think I take pride in feet is yeah. you should have that on your business card. Okay, I've got business card. Uh, and I keep it I keep it in a pocket. Um and uh, and yes, I'm eating um <clears throat> soup because all normal humans love soup. Yes, like a real and normal I am drinking, human. Yes, I am drinking a glass of milk because all normal humans drink milk. Hello. I'm sorry. Hello. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Are we all there, meeting each other for the first time? Would you like a pair of shoes? Um, I would say that um, I think all of you know each other possibly besides uh, Mr. Proudfoot. Um, okay. And uh, Mr. Proudfoot has come because all of you have put in an order for new shoes because yeah. your shoes have uh, have really failed you on your recent adventures together. Um, everyone except for Tabby, of course, because Tabby has bare feet um, and, okay. and therefore doesn't need shoes. Um, but that is the reason that you're all meeting Mr. Proudfoot in this corner is you're getting all the details, the business details completely covered when it comes to what is going to cover your feet in the future. Yes, um, I can make shoes. I, I'm sorry. I can make shoes uh, for any foot and shoes that do special things. Would anyone like a special kind of shoe? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wait, hold on. <clears throat> Absolutely. Do you have something that's good for uh, riding on horses? I'm on horseback a lot. You're on well, that's horseback. a lovely voice. You're all doing lovely voices. I love I'm it. Trying, oh. I'm trying to be as low as possible. Is it working? <laughs> it, it, it is. It, okay. it, it really sound, it sounds wonderful. I'm glad that we're only doing this for like two hours because I think my <laughs> voice is going to hurt after doing this more than that. Oh, yes, it is hard to do this voice for a long time. Oh, I'm very not used to it, says Peter. Um, yeah, I, I, I heard make... there's like vocal warm-ups you can do, but I have to uh, do that later. I'm sorry, you're you're giving me special shoes. Uh, special shoes. shoes that, are you intelligent? Uh, so that you'll look at your ability score okay. intelligence yeah. there, and that's a good indicator whether you are or not. I'm I'm a zero. I think that means uh, well, you're not a zero. You're like a ten or an eleven. But yeah, but yes. yeah. Oh yeah, because they go from like one to twenty, but then Modifier. you get that other number. Yes. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I, I'm very average. Very average intelligence. Excellent. Um, I can make you shoes that will make you stronger and make oh. it harder to knock you down. Huh. Well, that is always appreciated. I like not getting knocked down either off my horse or on my feet. Wonderful. So, um, here you go. And Pippin will take out, or sorry, Proudfoot, Mr. Proudfoot, will take out his shoe form and start matching your foot to one of these, like, you know, because they're just hanging on strings off of his coat and they jingle and crash into each other like wind chimes. But he finds one that's the right size and begins to pull leather across it and, and has like rubber cement glue that glues the shoes together. And, um, you know, basically it right in front of you creates this thing. And as he does, you can hear, hear Mr. Proudfoot muttering under his breath. Um, and the shoes just kind of glow a little bit and he hands you the shoes. Now, while you are wearing these shoes, you can use your wisdom modifier and add it to a strength check or saving throw. You know, that's, 
that that's real um, awesome. Also, probably- as a reaction, as a reaction, when you would be knocked prone, you can expend a charge not to be. You only get one of those per long. <sighs> That that's okay. That or second short half, rest, is sorry, short rest. Real, real cool. The first half. Um, do you remember how Silas was telling us about how we're supposed to be real good at some things and real bad yeah. at other things? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm real bad at wisdom. That's uh, one but of those negative wisdom? numbers. Is that going to okay. be a problem? Is there a better one that would work for you? Because I, I could mean, choose a different one. Um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm very charismatic and strong, but I can always be stronger. Okay. Let's, then we'll say that we use your charisma modifier instead. Excellent. I, you know, honestly, um, I'm not going to dig too much into that. Um, if we were playing a longer term game, we might look at that and just make sure oh. that we can do all that. But but okay. hey, we're just trying to learn the ropes right now. So charisma okay. it is. That sounds These great. These are fancy, magical strength shoes. Yes. I'm going to write that down on my character sheet. Fancy they can use your force of personality to yes. bolster your physical yeah. force. Yes. So, so <sighs> Mr. Proudfoot. Yes. Is, is that a good accent? That, uh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Keep going. Excellent. Um, I don't have any shoes. And would you would like love to have some shoes as well? Yes. What would you like Please. your shoes to do? Well, I like being sneaky oh, and quiet. I do like this. Um, okay. I have a pair of boots for you. Ooh, I love boots. Okay. Uh, these boots might not make you sneakier, but uh, they will create a set of tracks that do not match your own. That's very sneaky. That's very cool. As you walk, you can pretend you are someone else who is walking. That sounds fantastic. Great. I mean, again, that sounds great. He picks up your foot and starts matching forms and then pulls leather around and glue. And these ones actually come up higher on the ankle and have like, they're very sort of uh, Victorian lacing and buckles up the side. Um, and then presents them to you. They have a little glow. And yes, now you have boots. It's at this point in time that you hear the doors of the tavern. So you remember from walking in here that there are uh, kind of the uh, swinging saloon style doors out front that are made of old wood that looks like it's probably older than you are. Does that mean there's someone in the corner playing one of those upright pianos that's really out of tune? Um. Sure, absolutely. That's what we're going to say is there. I love that. And so as we're doing that, though, the doors just, you hear a and the the doors swing open. But you remember that as you rush ahead, it's kind of a little bit of a foyer. And as this happens, there's another stone wall right behind the doors, very inconveniently situated. And so you hear the door slam open. You hear a help, help. And then all of a sudden you hear a dude. And all of a sudden someone collapses to the floor on the other side. I I didn't see that wall. We need help. Help. I will take down the wall and I'm going to get up with my new shoes and my big giant sword and my my huge shield. And I'm going to go take down the wall. You're going to hit the Um, wall. Oh, okay. Well, Um, he got attacked by the wall, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I oh. think he just ran into it. But if that's what you want to do, we can go with it. 
I mean, it sounds like this is a very inconvenient wall that now has hurt some poor person. And so I want to take down the wall. With your sword? Is that how we're trying to do this? Uh, I mean, it doesn't really make much sense, but it's a magic sword. Does that help? It it is a magic sword. So uh, let's go ahead and do our first attack roll on the stone wall in the tavern that is load-bearing. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. All right. Um, so so you're going to roll that 20 sided die and then you're going to add, do you see down there on the paper uh, character sheet that it's like, uh, it says, uh, you know, attack bonus. Yeah. You're going to do the attack bonus part of that. Okay. And, um, I, so I rolled really badly. Does that mean I did bad? Um, probably does. In this case, you can remember that you have inspiration because you told a well-timed and incredibly dry joke before we started. (laughs) Ah, okay. Then I'm going to, so inspiration lets me roll that again because I rolled a a two. Yeah, we can roll that that again. again. I feel like the first time that I actually attack something. Okay. That's slightly better. It's a five. So I got a 15. (laughs) Um, okay. So the good news is walls don't have a, uh, um, a lot of movement. Um, Not usually, so, no. Um, it's, it's pretty yeah. simple. It's pretty simple to hit the wall. So you May actually I ask succeeded. A before, yes. Before that happens, yeah. just because I happen to be really good with stone, I have mason oh, tools, uh, so I have a, a very good uh, awareness whenever there's stone happening nearby. Um, if that matters, I do get a, a, a plus five to my. Uh, plus five bonus to my passive perceptions on stone structures. Uh, yeah. So oh. what you what you passively? So your passive perception is just kind of what you take in around you without intentionally looking and, and scouting around. Um, passively, you are picking. So up that would this, be a, a twenty. Okay. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I was pretty much going to give this to you. You know that it's a wall, and yeah. that it was just kind of in this person's way, and they didn't know it was there, um, and that it is probably load bearing. You might not want to. You might not want to hit that thing. Uh, she'll stop like in the middle of the swing, like she's winding up, like it's a baseball bat kind of thing. Okay. And yep. then hearing, oh, um, Maeve, um, 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 uh, Tabby, Tabby, that was it. Uh, hearing Tabby, she'll stop with a with amazing control over her sword because she's supposed to be really good at this, and yeah. and look back and say, uh, uh, okay. All right. This wall hurts someone, though. Help! Help! And then at this point, you also hear, Oh, oh, woe is me. I've been stabbed like possibly 16, maybe 17 times. That's a lot of stabbing. I'm bleeding what? out very slowly and will probably die. And is then that- you, you hear someone else walking into the room. Everybody walking in here is dying or hit by me. I guess. May I cast Pass Without Trace? Um, yes. Uh, so that's going to make you incredibly hard to detect. Where are you going? I did, it'll affect uh, everybody near me as well. Um, oh. So uh, the people that you want it to affect or everyone near you? What, uh, what does it, it say right there? Oh, wait, the it's, uh, it's me and any creature I choose within 30 feet. Okay. Do you choose everyone or do you choose just the people who have been at the table with you? Just my friends. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> friends already. See, these games are great. They like make instant friends. I love it. Um, all right. So uh, pass without trace. And if I remember that correctly, that's going to add plus 10 to any stealth checks that someone okay. makes. Correct. Correct. 
Yes. And you can't be tracked strange. without magical means. Yes. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and slip into the shadows and basically disappear. All right, go ahead and make that stealth check. Dexterity stealth check. All right. So do I have anything else Roll that, that 20-sided. Oh, wait. So you're a little familiar with this. I can tell something's good. I mean, it's good because I tried to look through that book and it looks real cool. It's got some great artwork, but I don't know if I can read that whole book before we've got to be ready yeah, for it's 213. A lot to read. 27. Yeah. Uh, 27. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. All right. So can you tell me how you hide? So, um, you know, some games are all about the numbers. Some mm -hmm. games are all about uh, kind of the story and the numbers aren't as impactful. Some games are kind of in the middle. VNV &V is a little bit in the middle of that, right? And so we're going to say that, um, you know, you're going to explain through your 27 how you're able to actually hide. So it's not as simple as just standing out in the middle of everything and being like, oh, I go full on chameleon mode. Like, that's not how it works. So how mm -hmm. do you think you hide? She what else is in the room? Um, so what would you like to be in the room? I'd like to have a, a nice bookshelf nearby. Yes, there is a bookshelf. Um, and as you get a little bit closer to the bookshelf, you notice several of them have a due back date that is long past, possibly decades. Oh, those are coming back. Those okay. have to go back. <laughs> you see, right. that's part of my job. For those of you who have just met me, for those of you who have just met me, that's part of my job is to bring back the books that have been... Uh, that are overdue. That and seems to make like a sure. really active and well-paying job. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you'd be surprised. It's really important that people have access to those materials. Books are really important. Books and shoes. Like, and got shoes. two amazing people here who are going to help <laughs> us survive, basically. Eventually, someone else comes through the door. Oh, no. We might all just die. We've just been to the pits. And we almost got all of our little toes cut off. Should we go to these pits? And you see that at this point, this person who has no toes on his right foot um, <laughs> is really hobbling and stumbling, uh, very difficult to walk, um, but uh, starts to drag the person that got knocked out of uh, behind the wall. And you see them emerge from uh, kind of behind the short uh, or uh, not too wide wall um, and uh, mm. kind of come around the corner. And you see that last person uh, without the toes, they look like um, some kind of uh, so something from Lord of the Rings that was chasing hobbits at some point. So gray skin, tusks coming out of the bottom of their uh, their jaws, um, uh, pointed ears, really scraggly hair that's really messed up at the top, um, but blood uh, caking uh, their skin in several places, missing those toes, dragging a very small creature that looks like what Silas, uh, you know, um, described to you before as um, a as a halfling. So um, that comes back around the corner. And then uh -huh. we have uh, the, the last one looks like it is some sort of walking, talking lizard. And they all have very, very bad injuries and all of them when you look a little closer and then especially at this point the smell gets to you they have been singed by something and oh. something has burned much of their clothing and 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 all of that just kind of ashy smell enters your nostrils and they come around the corner it's at this point in time you see a dwarf 
that is um, very stout, very uh, just, uh, uh, he, he looks as wide as he is tall. And he deftly jumps up on top of the bar table and then jumps over the side. Says, Oi, what are you doing here? What's the big idea with this? And as he comes forward, you see, What are you just bleeding on me floor for? That's going to cost you extra. Uh, Mr. Proudfoot will step forward and say, Hello, as very normal humans. We should be very nice to one another. We do well when we cooperate. And it says, hold on a moment, sir. I would like to see if I can help these poor fellows. Like I would. Approach, how would you like to try to do that? I would like to approach the, the three. Um, I'd like to approach the three. Uh, the wounded <laughs> that came right. in. Yeah. And um, ask them What's going on, and how can we be of service? And can we take it outside? <laughs> no, we we need something to drink. I'm telling you, we was in the dragon's lair, and oh. the dragon just destroyed us. We was this close. We were so close to all that gold. It was just right there for the taking. It was, it, it, it's almost like I could see myself spending it and we were right there. And we, we just didn't stand a chance though. We're not big, strong warriors. We were trying to go in the sneaky way, but this big oaf, he made way too much noise and the dragon woke up and he blew fire straight out of his mouth, right at us. And, and, and we almost died. And then on the way out, he bit off his toes and he got me with his claw. And that's why I'm bleeding profusely all over this really pristine floor. And, uh, and, and so there's so much gold that can be got but we somebody's just got to get around the dragon. Uh, at the mention of gold, you guys are going to see this really long but furry latex black thigh-high boot with five-inch heels step forward because, you know, uh, Dr. Leeds is uh, wearing a shoe that, that I, Feruza, would never, ever wear in real life. I, I, I see, okay. Ever. And uh, she's going to swing this black cloak and sure, say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you described it real well. I feel like you know about them, Feruza. I do not. Of course not. I know a good loafer from Blue from Burberry. That's about it. Mm, those are I nice really too. Do. Those are really good, especially if the lizard ones. You get the ones with the little like bar across them. The gold bars are really nice and dormant. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Did you say? Gold. Oh. Wonder leads. You may call me Cherry. Ch Cherry is your name, and this is the barkeep. Um, at this point, listen. I'm the owner proprietor of this place, and everybody knows about the gold of Deep Down Dell. Very easy to get to. It's just outside of the town. All you've got to do is go down there, kill a dragon. Bob's your uncle and you're able to just take all of the gold out of there and it's going to change the entire economy of a small nation. But dragon. I'm sorry, but dragon. Well, you look like a knight in shining armor type. Seems like you could just take on the dragon real easy like. Well, 
at the moment, I would like to help my friend, Mr. Proudfoot, with the people who are bleeding all over your nice yeah, floor. Yeah, get that blood up out of here. Um, so I've got this thing on my character sheet that says that I can just put my hands on people and heal them. Yeah, lay on hands. It's a little bit of a weird word for an ability. but, um, but I mean, but it makes gonna... a lot of sense to me. I wish I could do that. Just be like, look, you're better now. Yeah, so you can touch them, and then I, I you're going to uh, kind of just subtract points from the pool that you have there. And yeah. so however Ooh. many you want to, to use on uh, these poor individuals who could not secure the gold. How, how much do I have to, how many of these points do they have? Well, uh, you can tell me, uh, you know, are you trying to heal, uh, you know, one of them, you know, uh, all the way? Are you trying to just kind of stabilize, like, you know, stick your, lay, lay your finger in the wound and just kind of stop it from bleeding? Like, what, what kind of healing are we talking? Uh, well, you said there's three of them, so uh, enough so that they're not going to die enough so that they're okay you know yeah. they can go walking out walking out of here and and tell us more because apparently uh our werewolf friend is very excited about gold yeah it looks like uh, well that's the other thing um that i absolutely um you know could have talked about a little bit more before we started but we're just jumping right in this is how you learn to play um this is something in these adventures that is called the hook all right. So this is the the part. Oh, yeah. And so think about like when you're fishing and you get it on the hook. No. And this is setting the hook. So it's the thing right? to kill. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So basically it's like, hey, there's some kind of motivation for you to go along with all the stuff that the GM has prepared. Because um, you could, you, you know, you have agency that you can kind of just do whatever you want to in this game. But everybody respects the GM's time so much that they put yes. into it that sometimes they throw them a bone and actually like do kind of go along with what they might have planned. And so they go ahead and just kind of put their mouth around the hook and let the GM set the hook. All right. So, so that's, that's kind of what you do here. And so what, what um, I have tried to do and what this module's done, honestly, I would have written it a little bit different if I was writing it, but you know, they do a good job of it. But, but with this, there's gold, as a possible hook, and it sounds like a cherry really likes that. There is the uh, possibility of uh, helping people stop a dragon that might be terrorizing um, the local place. Um, and there's basically gold in stopping dangerous creatures. That's most of the hooks for most of these things. Well, Pippin Piv will look around at the other children of Erte sitting around the fire here and go, uh, humans like gold. Yes, this is, this is good. Uh, yeah. yeah, humans like gold right. as long as they don't have bunches of money. Yes. Well, as a very normal human cobbler, I'm very interested in gold. I would like to go and see this dragon and try to get some gold for myself. Yeah. Excellent. And so, uh, g getting back to you, Neb, and what's going on with Asteria, did I get that name right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Asteria um, is trying to make sure that these uh, individuals don't die. So you can, uh, we're going to say, uh, you know, three hit points. So remember, we talked about hit points. Oh, That's wow. Just your these health people pool. have very little health. Like, yeah. I, I have so much more than the, that. They were little wow. noobs that had no business going out there. But no. you being level five uh, heroes of legend, you might be able to, to, you know, succeed where they failed. Well, I will, I will do three. You said there's three of them and uh, yes. three of these points. I could, I'll do three to each of them so that, you know, they stop bleeding all over the floor. And, all right. so, I yeah. want to help people. So I, I, uh, you'll watch as I just put my hand on their head and go be healed. And you too. 
and you three. And then I guess they're just all better. It just says, um, yeah. So you, you actually see this healing energy leave your fingertips that's kind of on their scalp and it starts to just kind of gold energy wash over them and it's almost like it's a a tracer that's trying to find where they're wounded and you see the really big hole that's in the uh halfling uh, kind of in the rib cage area you see that the gold energy is really making a beeline there and it's like starting to stitch things up and uh they're like oh i feel so much better thank you so much now it's I'm a holding really there's thirsty no now no cold that didn't work. It sounded better in my head. That's okay. That's okay. You can um, try try again. Yeah, rework well, it. Try. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, uh, how mm. long has this dragon been in the depths of the place? Oh, the- a dragon's been there forever. It's been decades at least. It's been uh, it's been terrorizing everybody. All me patrons hate this dragon. Sometimes it comes out, sometimes it steals sheep, sometimes it steals cattle, sometimes it steals warthogs, sometimes people keep Tasmanian devils in their yards, and it steals them too. So it's well, sounds like so it's it's eating it. most of the same things that people are eating. But right? then, oh, 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 I forgot, maybe this is the important part. Sometimes it eats people too. Oh, no. Yeah. No, that oh, is not right. Like Especially normal, humans. average humans. It eats normal, average humans like so bad. much. Yes, I I need to stop the dragon. Um, uh, by the way, uh, I mm. notice that your boots are a little bit old. Um, as he's standing up on the bar. That top, seems yeah? a little rude, but uh, but yeah, I've had him a long time. You've got holes in your shoes. Uh, if we were to dispatch up this this dragon uh would you uh purchase a pair of boots from me uh sure because uh i'd certainly make way more than that from the patrons that don't get eaten by the dragon see so uh so yeah it's a deal and you see spit no oh. you got you've got to spit there we go um Charming. Yeah, I mean, a uh, proud flesh wolf do the same as the normal human. No, I'm a dwarf, see? Don't call no, me no. a human. No, as a normal human. Oh, oh, got it. All right. Just shake. All right. So, is everybody, is the hook firmly established and everyone's going to actually go out on the adventure? Uh, Let us yes. lay a dragon. Excellent. I mean, this this sounds like just a classic storybook thing to do, so I'm in. Oh, but first I want to throw you a bone. And a bone just drops out of the sky and hits the dwarf on the head. And then she does like this with prestidigitation. Yeah, you said that right. Excellent. blood is cleaned up and everything. (gasps) Oh, that's a fancy trick. You can drink free anytime here in the barracks. Thank you. We won't be back though. Why, I'm ready to go. Oh, why wow. not? When we dispose of this dragon that's been here for decades, and they the always come deep. back, love. I'll be back to make him shoes. <laughs> oh, can he make shoes out of this tavern, Mister Podfoot? This is where you do your business. I do lots of business everywhere. 
This man made a deal to buy my shoes if I dispatched the dragons. I shall be regular humans do business all the time. Yes, this is what regular humans do. We have cards for our business. Can I have your card? You may have. You may have a card, and I will. And I I will put another one back in my pocket. All right. So now, what do you do from here? The very grateful, um, almost killed. Um, adventurers, and and you see as they're getting up that they have um, they they have badges almost like they're uh, possibly a mercenary company or an adventuring company of some sort, and you see that um, it, it's uh, you know uh, we're gonna have to make believe here a little bit. It's going to be spelled in English because we all know what English is. Pivum, I don't know, like I guess somehow we're speaking. So I don't know. Anyway, it looks fantastical, but you all read it as English. Um, so uh, most of the time in these games, it's called like common or basic or something. So okay. as that's happening. Um, you see that the name of their group is apparently Epic Fell, but it's, you know, F-E-L-L, um, because they're saying that, you know, once they kill the dragon, it would be felled and it would be epic. But um, in hindsight, probably not the best name for an adventuring company. Actually, I think it works really well because they've epically failed and so they fell. Um, yes, that's it. So they disperse to, they take your place in the corner booth and they say, um, Hey, Arthur. Hey, Arthur, can you, can you get me my usual? All right. All right. I'll get it for you in a little bit, lads. And then Uh, he. One one moment, friends. Um, where is it we should go to find this dragon? Oh yeah. That's a good question. Well, basically, basically, you're going to walk right out of this tavern and then some magical force of destiny is going to let you arrive right at the cave where you need to be. Fantastic. Let us go, friends. So we don't have a lot longer. I'm sure Miss Robbins is going to be coming back at some point. And so that's uh, that's a trick that us GMs sometimes do to just rush things along. Because Oh, you know I totally how we, thought you were just talking about my horse. No, 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 no. You know how um, when um, I was talking to you about short rests and long rests and all that, most yeah. of the time GMs just completely hand wave that stuff. It's like long rest, you long rest, you wake up in the morning and everything goes on because nothing interesting ever happens during long rest <laughs> like when it comes to these Birth games not. okay like nothing interesting ever happens <laughs> never so you just kinda, an entire episode on yeah yeah rest. like, wow, like this, no, nobody would, would play that? an entire session that doing seems it. completely ridiculous yeah. this, it, this it, is really an elephant or delightful conversations or exciting things happen. right so this is a little bit like theme park ride and we're okay. about to to you know ride the rails a little bit here now again yeah. if we had more time there could be, you know, uh, there would be the travel there and all that. But basically, if you, is so are you saying we yeah. took a long rest? Uh, sure. Um, now, the great thing is, is since you don't have digital tools, it's going to be almost impossible for you to follow what's going on in that book of what happens okay. when you take a long rest. But uh, if you want to read along with what happens when you take a long rest, then by all means, apply a long rest to your character as you are being whisked away by destiny to the mouth. No, no I'm of... sorry. My, my horse is called Elmer. Elmer. Like the glue? Or like oh, a... I, no. Well, no. Like until... well, that is super, super bad. <laughs> it's 
terrific. I'm well, sorry, I, terrific. I, I mean, I wasn't going for that. I was thinking well, of okay. something else. Well, no, I, have, I love it. When we go I outside, I honestly thought you were gonna, you were talking about my horse. I got a big fat white horse, like one of those those big, like you were talking about that dwarf who's, who's wider than tall. Like my horse is wider than tall, and uh, so just gonna, a big fat horse uh, named Elmer. Yeah, um, very ironically, not after and the blue, not after, not the, after no, the blue, absolutely not. Okay, got it. Uh, so right. when everyone emerges from there. You're going to have this giant horse. I mean, we're thinking, you know, um, like beer commercial horse, right? Yeah. And so they'll accept overweight. Uh, Overweight. It's a chunk. Body positive. I I feed feed him way too many uh, treats and stuff. Sugar cubes. I feed him way too many sugar cubes. But, you know, he's he's still, I I mean, I kind of summoned him with magic. So I guess that's how it works. But yeah, I'll jump on top. and, And now I'm just this majestic rabbit riding on a big fat horse and I'm going to go come everyone I will expeditiously take us to our hook this horse is plenty big enough yes well thank you thank you Mr. Proudfoot Uh, I I have you to thank for those boots Uh, look Elmer I have new boots do do I play Elmer too or do you play Elmer Um, you can play Elmer if you would like to do so Uh, I wonder if I could wild shape into a horse right now well, I'll do that later. I'll do that later. Okay. I'll, yeah. So Elmer goes. <laughs> All right. Um, so Elmer is plenty big enough for everyone to get on. Um, and Elmer can just uh, completely uh, gallop away into, uh, you know, at this point in time, it's about midday. Um, it's going to be a harrowing journey, to be honest. Like all these people lied to you about how easy it was to get to this place, but you are going to eventually arrive as it is getting to dusk at the mouth of a very large cave entrance. I mean, we are talking, this thing is 80 feet tall by 60 wide. It goes into the bottom of another mountain. You think for a moment that like, wait a minute, they call this deep down dell that's right. A dell is, you know, a valley, uh, you know, most of the time with trees and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, that kind of, uh, you know, wilderness and wildlife. Um, and so you you really genuinely don't know what you're in store for here, but you're at the mouth of this cave. You enter. And as you enter. And that's why t- I cast Pass Without Trace. Oh, yes. yes. So know what we're in for. To get us to the, is it a dip, like a doorway or something like that? No, not a doorway, just a gaping hole in the side of the mountain that gets smaller and smaller and smaller as you keep walking and you get to a point. Now, it's never not too uh, big to allow for um, our glue horse to get um, to to be able to fit through comfortably. So the horse, the horse is fine. But it it's not eighty feet any longer. The the ceilings are you know more in that you know uh, fifteen sixteen feet range. Uh, the walls do spread out. You can walk you know especially with the horse you can walk a couple wide. But if uh, we're not talking the horse, uh, about three of you wide uh, you know would okay. would work there. It's wet. It's slippery in some places, but generally it's a pretty. Um, you know, known path. It looks like people have probably explored here some. Um, You definitely, if you look a little closer, some of you pick up with your passive investigation, you you pick up uh, some blood 
um, and little bits of clothing here or there that um, you kind of immediately kind of put together that that was probably Epic Fell, um, you know, you know, kind of exiting and retreating from what, whatever was going on here. Um, but you, as you're kind of winding your way down into the cave. Well, let me, uh, real quick, Maeve, you said you've cast that thing that we can pass without ha leaving a trace and stuff. Well, like, do we, are we doing that now? Do we want to do that now? Oh yeah, it's on. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. What, yeah. what do you I need me to do? Is anyone want, wanting to, to oh. remain unseen or anything like that? Like intentionally, like you are all kind of, you know, pretty much going quietly, but, mm -hmm. um, but is the me, intention please. to remain unseen? Okay. Anyone else? Yes. Okay, so all of you are going to get to make a check, some of you, for the first time. So you're going to take that D20, and you're going to roll that, and you're going to look down that character sheet and find stealth. And whatever stealth. it says there, you're going to add that to the D20 roll plus for Pass Without Trace. It's plus 10. Is that right, Maeve? Nice. It's plus okay. 10. Yeah, plus okay. 10. Uh, uh, Silas, I got a little D next to my, my stealth. What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, that's excellent. That means you are at disadvantage because you are in clanky armor. Okay? <laughs> I mean, and I so, guess that's fair. Okay. Yeah, and so what that means, disadvantage, is you're going to roll the D20 twice, and you're going to take the lowest die is what's oh. going to happen. Mm. But you do get to still add plus 10 to it at the end. Okay, okay. all right. Thank you, uh, Maeve. You're welcome. I'll take it. All right. Maeve, what did you get? Or I'm sorry, uh, Tabby, what did you get? I got a 32. Oh, Thir Whoa. So just where everybody's aware, there's something called a difficulty class. And a difficulty class is how hard it is when you're doing a check to accomplish something. And when they give guidelines for a difficulty class, um, now, with stealth, often it is a, a contest, so you're going to roll stealth against something like perception, so it doesn't okay. uh, completely apply here, but if you roll over a 30, that typically means that you've pulled off something thought previously to be impossible. So this <laughs> is the really, really good roll, okay? Oh. What did everyone else get? What about you, Neb? Well. Not uh, a 32? No, I rolled a 3. So that gives me a, a 13. I, I figured, I, you know, um, uh, I can't help but hum under my breath to give everybody, lift everybody's spirits, uh, uh, hum, hum a little too. Yep. And you hear her humming some Wagner. Perfect. All right. Um, we'll have to dig into how uh, Asteria knows Wagner, but, but, but I love it. Um, all right. So, Feruza. Uh I rolled a 29, so it's not quite impossible, but it's still pretty good, right, Silas? It is very good. Very, okay, I wanted to mention good. something, by the way. Since we're walking through a muddy forest and um, Cherry has on new boots, she has this <laughs> spell called Mold Earth. And as she's walking, every step before she takes a step, the, the earth is like moving out of the way so her boots do not get dirty. Uh, uh, okay. That is um, awesome. I uh, I am very much going to allow that. Um, okay. All right. So um, Feruza got a 29. Uh, Pivum, what did you get? Um, Mr. Proudfoot rolled a 23. 23? That's a very good roll. Is that your first roll, Crash? Yes. <laughs> all right. Congratulations. You, 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 you tumble across that clear disc <laughs> that he's got going and it 
lands. Yeah. So, you Silas, are, you are think... now one of us. One of one us. Of us. <laughs> Silas, I think maybe, maybe my dice is broken because I can't seem to roll anywhere near that. Can I have another one of those? Uh, sure. So what yeah. this is called is putting a die in a dice jail. Um, and you see Silas floats that old die away <laughs> and um and he actually takes it down and as you, you don't really notice this but he knows which one it is and he like kind of glances at it and you see him actually just kind of flick his fingers under the table and throws it into the fire and then he float he floats another one up and and uh and hands it over to you telekinetically oh that's some serious dice jail okay yeah, some real punishment <laughs> listen listen you better roll better than that one did that's right that's right well that one is uh from this place called die hard um they were uh they were really really good and most of the time they roll true all right okay. so okay. um so here we, here we go all right so everybody right. feels like you're relatively hidden it's a little bit harder with um asteria riding elmer um through the middle of a cave you know that probably happens with a horse um but um but you, you know you're, you're trying and you can see the magic that um tabby has provided here is almost like muffling sound um you know progressively doing that as, as you're going through the cave and it is at this point you see that things start to open up into a massive cavern um and as this happens you see that there is some kind of deep dark primordial river that is flowing and you hear the sound um, rushing through this cave and you see a stone bridge very stable looking bridge very wide bridge looks like it has been crafted and not natural extending over this river I, I'm it, gonna, it looks sturdy you said very sturdy I'm from, from look where over you it, are. Yeah. I'm going to look over Tabby because Tabby knows all about stones, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. And so um, do you want to, you want to make an active check here or, or passive um, here? So it's, it applies to my, it applies to my passive. So oh, okay. Yeah, a, so I have a passive of 20. Yeah. You, you, uh, you know, just passively pick up again, very, very sturdy. There looks like nothing is wrong with this. Uh, the bridge itself. Um, it looks like if someone, uh, it doesn't have rails. It looks like if someone were to fall off the bridge, then it would be horrible. I mean, and Silas kind of just, uh, you know, it might be as bad as falling into like these weird albino snake creatures or something in the middle <laughs> of, uh, of the water there. Mm -hmm. Too soon. Is how is just it dark in there, by the way? Um, yeah, it um, so um, this is one of the other things that happens if we were playing like a uh, a bigger game and 213 wasn't on the way, um, mm. then I probably would uh, kind of force everybody like, hey, you need torches and all these other kind of things. What we're going to say in this circumstance, uh, we're going to hand wave that just a little bit and say that throughout this cavern, there are these. Um, uh, oh, I know what I'll do. Um, because, uh, yeah, fighter plankton. There are these like fighter plankton that are just like uh, kind of floating. So maybe they're like firefly fighter plankton or something, but it's just kind of illuminating the entire thing where you can see uh, pretty normally where you are. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. So yeah. um, you've got this bridge in front of you. It appears that there is no other path to continue on this course. And what you were told by Epic Fell 
is that you've got to get there, uh, you know, through through this path. And they did mention there was a bridge. All right. Uh, if if uh, not Maeve, uh, Tabby. If, Tabby. Uh, if Tabby says that it is a safe bridge, then I will spur on Elmer. I didn't. Yeah, I I never said it was safe. I said it looked <laughs> safe. If, I do if, believe they're very different things. <laughs> that is that is very fair. I will go across with Elmer, and if it can hold our weight, then it can hold any weight. <laughs> and I'm gonna take, I'm gonna ride Elmer across the bridge. All right. So as you start, and the moment that Elmer's hooves touch the bridge, you see at the other end of this, and this is going about thirty feet. So it's a pretty, cool. you know, wide river. So at the end of this. Uh, expanse of bridge, there comes a giant clawed green hand that comes out from under the bridge and it strikes deep yellow claws into the stone. And it actually, you see chips of stone kind of come off of there. And then you see that another arm comes back over and then you see flip up almost like an acrobat onto the top of the bridge at the end of it. And you see something that has mottled green skin. It has really wiry, weird hair. You see that it has this elongated nose that almost just looks like ribbon or something uh, hanging down from, from its face. And uh, you see that uh, it's uh, clawed feet and claw hands. It's really, really gangly. So it looks like an NBA player, kind of like the ideal of what everybody looks for there. <laughs> um, and uh, and it just starts to kind of start to shamble towards you. Silas, I love that you gave us a troll under a bridge. I'm so happy. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is just in the module. This is just the oh, module. But, but, but you you picked to have it happen. You're the storyteller, so thank you. Yeah, very welcome. Now prepare to roll initiative. So this oh, is the first time oh. that we get to roll initiative. So that is okay. the thing there. Everybody's going to have it on your sheet there, and you're going to be able to roll that d20, add whatever oh. is in that box, okay. and then tell me what your initiative scores are. And this is one of these places where if we were using digital tools, maybe a little bit easier. Um, if I actually took notes, it would be a little bit easier. But I'm going <laughs> to ask the players to help me a little bit here to remember <laughs> what order everyone goes in okay. all right all right okay so um so we're just gonna go around and say Faruza, what did you get i got a 16 silas that, that, that's pretty strong what about you crash crash are you there you're muted oh yeah Cra mm. crash we can't hear you must have got up uh, to uh, <laughs> I'm a 15. Yeah, 15. Excellent. So you're going to go after Feruza. Um, yeah. what, what about you, Maeve? I forgot I, my name was Crash. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Pivum. There we there's, go. Pivum. There's a yeah. lot of names being thrown around. Yeah, today, I, I so, do yeah. nicknames a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. really, I don't mean disrespect. It's actually very affectionate. Um, oh, I like uh, it. Yeah, got it. Just check right. one thing. Uh, no. Wait, what are you uh, tracking, Maeve? Why would you be tracking? I, I didn't say I'm tracking. I'm just trying to look at something. Well, uh, well, while she's oh. checking that, I'll make your life easy. I got a seven. You got a seven? Seven. Okay. Ooh. So you're you're going last, likely. Probably. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yep. So All so right. maybe. So I have a t I have a twelve. 
And Neb, do you have a, a seven? I have a seven, yeah. All right, and so the do highest here. I have to tier... hold for Elmer. I shouldn't have to um, hold for no, Elmer. No, right? you know, um, technically, maybe sometimes that happens, but we're going to just kind of streamline this and say that the okay. glue horse goes on your turn. Okay. okay? All right. So then, um, Faruza, what'd you get one more time? Sixteen the glue. Horse. <laughs> 16. All right. With with that 16, um, mm -hmm. that means that the troll actually gets to go first. Uh -oh. And so um, you see the troll is shambling towards you. And then finally he stops just directly. If you were looking at it from the side, directly in the middle of the bridge and says, wait a second there. You're not going to pass this bridge. This is under my protection. Are we allowed to respond or do we yes, have to wait for our number to come up? Yes, absolutely. At this point in time, uh, you, you don't get to talk. And then he says, I'm just going to tell you, if you keep on coming, I'm going to drop you in the water below when it's really cold. Is he the dragon, Silas? Or is he just no. the troll under the bridge? Well, I don't know. I mean, they used to call Bruce Lee the dragon. They could call oh. him the dragon. But no, he okay. is definitely a troll and he okay. is in the middle of the bridge and he has now told you that you can't pass or he's going to drop you in the water below. All right. Who is next? That would be Feruza, right? That'd be me. Um, Jerry will step forward in her boots and her cloak and she will swing her cloak wide and step forward and say, who are you to tell us that we can't cross this bridge? And I do mean, who are you? And then he, say, he, he says, uh, there are things in this game called legendary actions, which means that the monsters get to act um, pretty much any time they want to. It's really, really broken. It really irritates players a lot, but it's part of the rules. So I'm going to kind of go with it, uh, especially when it comes to banter, some of the ba banter back and forth. And so when you say that, you just hear him kind of yell out, my name is Philip Gruff. And... Uh, uh, I, I defend this bridge and you're not going anywhere. What are you defending it from? From adventurers like you that want to come and take all the dragon's gold because that's going to have horrendous economic impacts on this entire region. Well, since you I mean, don't want wrong. to answer me directly, I have a question for you, Philip Gruff. Fire away! Do you like my cloak? Um, I mean, it's kind of nice, but I don't really need a new cloak. You're not sure because I like my cloak. And I know that they like my cloak. I right don't know. They don't look like they like it that much. <laughs> She's the way to cast mirror image. So there are now three of her just standing there on the bridge. Saying, oh, that's a neat trick. It reminds me of this time when there were these three little goats that came across my bridge. All right, is that all you do, Feruza? Yes, well, she just stands there and they're talking to each other. Oh my God, I love that cloak. Me too, I wish I had one like it. This is black, it's great. Oh my God, your lining is different than mine. They're just talking to each other. 
apparently the way to get inspiration in my games because I haven't played for a long time uh, and I haven't been able to find anybody who actually, um, you know, was in my life enough and liked me enough uh, to play with me. Um, you get inspiration because um, I, I like that. That was a good one. All right. So Faruza gets inspiration. Who was next? Is that uh, Pivum or? Um, okay. Pivum. Yeah. Pivum, can you hear us? I think she's frozen. I'm afraid that Pivum keeps uh, thinking that, you know, like danger's coming. So, like, nobody get distracted. We're finishing this game. Uh oh. Pivum, is it Pivum's turn? Yes, Pivum's turn. Oh. If you can't. Oh, no. Oh, no. I just, and I hold my turn until I can hear you again. Excellent. Excellent. All right. <laughs> Pivum had to, to step away to the little gnome's room. Um, all right. Um, and so let's move on. Is that going to be Tabby or is that Asteria? Oh, it's Tabby. Tabby. It's tab I mean, we're fighting this, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. You, I mean, unless we want to try to replay the storybook. The, the, yeah, put that. up your dukes. Uh. All right. Uh, so Tabby, <laughs> who is extraordinarily hidden, is gonna gonna Nova real quick. Uh, I'm Nova. Nova. What does that mean? Wow. I That's mean, a cool sounding power. All right. So uh, Tabby has this very very uh, cool looking uh, hand crossbow that sort of looks like a book wrapped around her hand um and uh so the first thing i'm gonna do is i gotta I stop that reminds me of this um actual play so actual plays are these shows that people watch so there are people that that come and like get really into these kind of games where people play on like live streams back um so i know that um you know crash can't hear me right now but back on Arte, um and there was yeah. this one that i really really loved there was this character in it named alindra and she had like weapons that like there was like one of them was a book um and it so sucks. it reminded me of that I, it was a really really cool show i mean look knowledge is power yes it is absolutely and that's something that so. she would have said well i seem to i i, I think i like her yeah. She seems pretty cool. She, she was great. <laughs> She's like in a video game and everything. I'll have to go watch certain things. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, once we get back to where we have internet and access to the world. Yeah, Sounds so like sorry. Go point. ahead. You, you've, um, got, you've got a crossbow. So I have a, I, a hand crossbow. Uh, so I'm going to I, I'm going to just tell you what I'm doing in advance so you know, and then it may be something you want to let other people go while I do. Wow, that. you're a fast learner. All right, let's uh, hear it. So it's going to be an attack action, which is an attack, and then two more attacks because of my Dread Ambusher, and then my bonus attack from Crossbow Expert. Uh, and then I am going to crank it up with Sharpshooter, and then... Uh, it should be, uh... Who made this subclass? I just said yeah. I was gonna think it a little <laughs> bit. Great. Just a little bit. Just a couple mm -hmm. of minor things. It was Ranger. I mean, I've never seen this before. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never played this game. Sus. Alright, let's go. Mm. Um, okay. go ahead and make your attack rolls. So attack, then 
two more attacks with Dread Ambusher and Crossbow Expert. Okay. okay. First attack is a twenty-eight to hit. Second that attack, hits. and I get—I think I get two attacks per action. So yes. Uh, second is twenty-six. That hits. And then I get. Ooh. Hang on, I, I have to look at this because I wrote it down for myself, for my own brain. Um, and two more attacks with Dread Ambusher and, and the bonus attack. Okay. So then Dread Ambusher is... Uh, See, I said there was going to be a lot of math, but but you're right, Silas. It's like little bits of math. There's just it a is lot little of bits of math, but like, yeah, sometimes the math sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Digital tools definitely make it better, but you know there is Agreed. no internet here in this God's forsaken place. Mm-hmm. Phones are all broken. Uh, what six- I would give to check ESPN. Sixteen is the third. Um, sixteen hits. And the fourth is a nineteen. That oh. hits as well. So all right. every overpowered attack just hit. What uh, mm-hmm. what, what kind of damage are we looking at? It's going to be a one d six plus five. And then times four. Uh, and then also, I believe there's a. Because of starting off with. A, um, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Minus. Did. Uh, with, with the minus five on any of those. Uh, affect it. Uh, one of those, that lowest okay. one would have missed. So three will miss, and then, okay, so I'm going to do plus ten. Is So it's going to be, first one is going to be, so three, eight, plus ten. Eighteen on the first hit. Eighteen uh, damage? What kind the, of uh-huh. damage? Uh, wow. Piercing. Wow, okay. Uh, 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 Twenty on the second. Up to thirty. And then 16 on the third. 46 points of damage in one turn? I, she I really did Nova. It, it was everyone. a Nova. I won't be able to do that again anytime yeah. soon. But it was fun. Uh, fun yeah. Lasted. That, well, no, that was incredible. And so you see, <laughs> you, you see at this point in time, uh, yeah. you, you actually see that as these bolts uh, streak out now, are, is that a magical crossbow? It is. Yeah, okay, so it's a magical crossbow. You see the bolts streak out, just splashing into and and, and almost squelching into this troll's skin. Um, you, you hear, and it's just like hitting everywhere. And as it's a, oh, that's horrible. And he's kind of like just reeling back. Uh, Pivum. Um, uh, and and that's everything... what you get. You've heard of late fees, right? <laughs> I don't even read. Um, and then, uh, so Pivum, what what, uh, what what do you think you do here? Is it my turn? Yes. Yes. Ah, I think I'm here. Um, so this thing is still in front of us. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is badly damaged at this point in time. I reach into my and I pull out a glass slipper. It's gorgeous. <sighs> and Mr. Proudfoot picks it up above his head and hurls it towards this creature. Uh, as it lands on top of its head, it shatters into a million pieces. And you hear this little ringing noise, but for the troll, it's terrible. 
Um, <laughs> and I would like it to make a constitution saving. Constitution saving Yay. throw. Now, this is something that it is pretty good at, but let's see how it does. Oh, I rolled only a three. So what is that difficulty class? It's written on the character uh, It was sheet a 15. There. 15, it oh. fails. So what is the effect oh. of that spell, Crash? 3d8 damage. Ooh, roll that up. <coughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. Mm -hmm. It's cold out here. Yeah, very yeah. cold. Warm front, cold back, can't lose. <coughs> we should have put the tea on before we started to play, Before, but the True. table is so nice. Yeah, it is 17 damage. <laughs> 17 points of damage, uh, and that would be what kind of damage was that? Take your time, oh, no. it's all right. Take your time. We have any water for Crash, anybody? Thunder. Be some thunder damage, <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. So you hear just, just cacophonously across this chamber, this wide chamber over Crash the- Crash is dying, I'm sorry, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Over the thunderous roar of the river itself, you hear that uh, uh, th this just loud noise ring out across the, the cavern, and it deals that damage. And as it does, you see that this troll actually falls down and collapses on the bridge and says, Oh, the horror! And he just <laughs> kind of folds where he is. And, and falls down. Yes, you did it. You did it. That was the most <laughs> normal human thing I have ever seen, Crash. I'm a normal, average human hero. I, uh, back back in uh, in Marietta, I used to throw glass shoes at people all the time. I, I, all the time. <laughs> Very normal human thing to do. It was what, amazing. What makes, what makes you a hero is that you were able to down a troll with it. That was awesome. Ooh. That was legendary. Well, sometimes I downed trolls with the glass shoes, too. Um, let's be clear. Um, so, um, uh, you know, the internet, get it? Trolls on the internet. Okay. Anyway. All right. Oh, we remember yeah. the internet? Yes. Um, I mean, right. I've kind of forgotten about it. It's been nice to not be on it. I'm going to be honest. Yes, that is true. It has been pretty refreshing. All right. Um, so uh, at, at this point in time, the troll has collapsed. We are now what we'll call outside of round time. No one... Okay. Um, you know, uh, uh, no one knows exactly what's going on with this troll, but it collapses on the bridge. That's because what do you time is square. Time is square. I thought Since time was a... Because no. we're out of round time. Yes, oh. that's oh. it. I thought it was a pizza. Um, yep, that's it. All of the above. What do you do? 213 it's, is getting close here, so we've got, okay. we've got to kind of start cranking. So is, okay. the, is, the, is the troll dead? Is it? Um, it is doesn't it, look dead. Are you going to wait to see if it's dead? Well, no, because no, you told us that we need to hurry because 213 is coming and we need to get yeah. to the end of so I think fighting the dragon gonna is going to be real hard. What does everybody do? We walk right by his body and keep it moving. Okay, so you rush by the troll as all of you get past, including Elmer. Um, yes. You actually hear a, oh, I'm alive. I didn't expect that. Well, what am I saying? Troll regenerate. Yes. What do his shoes look like? It, he does not have any shoes of any sort. Oh, terrible. Oh. Uh, do I have a mold in his size? Um, sure. I go up to the troll. I say, if you let us pass, I'll make you a pair of shoes more beautiful than you've ever seen. Well, I haven't seen very many shoes in my time. So, uh, yeah, you, you've got yourself a deal. Wonderful. Spits. 
spits on his hand. Why, why does everybody is that a thing in like why, fantasy why, games? Or it's just the way we make deals around these parts. Okay, seems very normal humans. Normal humans spit in their palms all the time. No, right. no, I'm gonna. Yeah, sorry, Silas. That's that one. I'm gonna have to say no to Pivim. No. Don't, don't listen. No, there's no spitting. It's just shaking. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, everyone. All right. <laughs> there's so much good pretending going on. I don't. I don't want the next time that we're gonna with spitting. Uh, I'm sorry. Pivim's gonna have a hard time if you ever <laughs> other other children of Earth say other So at spitting. this point, you hear the trolls say. All right, now that I'm going to get the greatest pair of shoes that anyone's ever seen in this cave, good luck with the dragon. Do you have any pointers you could give us in dealing no, with him? he's like my friend. Why would I try to help you kill him? I'm just in this for the shoes. Oh, definitely get these. And at that, Cherry is going to show her boots. You might want to try these on later. When we get back, after we kill your friend, let's I don't go. Think um, and, uh, and so, as you as you continue to march forward, there is so much in this module, and you see Silas like thumbing through the page. So much, like you could have gone into the the hall of mirrors where someone, uh, oh. and he's like, and then there, there's this puzzle here, but I've never really liked puzzles. Puzzles oh, kind of suck. Um, because basically, like, uh, no one ever knows how to run puzzles. They're they're really, really uh, just just <laughs> tough to use. So um, I, you know, honestly, now that I'm thinking about, it, we do a lot of puzzles, like in real life. Totally right? agree. Totally agree. Yeah. So <laughs> but anyway, we'll we'll skip all that stuff. And now life is a puzzle. You emerge very deep at another opening. This <sighs> opening is small like human-sized or possibly troll-sized, and you see peeking out onto the store, stone floor in front of you scattered pieces of gold and silver and platinum, even though no one knows what that actually looks like. And then you see gems and art objects. This is something that would equal bunches of money anywhere that you grab it and have it. And you see a bright light coming from inside this place, but it looks natural like it is flames, but you can feel the heat as you begin to walk forward, start to kiss your skin ever so gently and the back of your necks raise the hair. And, and you know that something very powerful lies within this opening. What do you is do? Is this an overdue library book? Um, there is so many overdue library books because oh. we need to make sure the hook is set so deep for you to continue okay. this course of action that Let's would be insane otherwise. Yes. All right, Silas, you're so, very good at this. You're very descriptive. Yeah. Well, you know, and I it's, love the way that you're finding ways to connect it to all of our backstories. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, imagine what I could have done if you know I'd had like a week or something. So uh, this is on the fly. We'll play it again, though. Like everybody's okay to play it again, maybe sometime, yes. sometime. Of course. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll yes. just play this. Is it the same adventure or like the uh, different No, 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 no. There's so many adventures now oh, that I know okay. you all like the game. I'm going to start mapping things out. We will have okay. an ongoing campaign anytime that we have time, maybe during uh, one of our actual, you know, like watches. I can even have sidebars with players where we're like just playing one-on-one to do like side treks and stuff. And Silas, are, are we going to do a hex quest? And then Maeve suddenly like realizes she said something like she. Wait a minute. What's a hex quest? You have played these games before, haven't you? Maeve. Tell the truth, Maeve. Once or twice. One of us. One of of us. One of us. Yes, I knew it. That's why you're so good at this. That's That's why she Nova'd. I knew. I knew it. I knew it. You are a nerd. All right. So here we go. All right, you're going into this cave and you hear something very large on the other side, breathing. Like there's some very large creature asleep. This dragon is sleep apnea. We should get them one of those uh, CPAP machines, and maybe maybe we can exchange that for the gold. Maybe Pivum can make one. All right, what do you do? So, so Pivum can uh, pick up one of the little coins and make it all turn into light and just send it in there so we can see what's happening. I'm sorry, Mr. Proudfoot. Yes, absolutely works. You get the light in there and you see that the area in front of you that's a little dimmer lit. it illuminates very well. You can see everything that's going on. You can see past that, that it is pretty bright light. Like, but this looks like it is a very big chamber. Um, and that light, that really bright light is on the other side of that. Is the thing like sleeping on top of, but we don't see it. We just you don't hear see it. it at all yet. You just, just hear, hear something. It. Oh, it like Scrooge McDucked under the, under all the gold. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Where you currently are, you can see like, uh, you know, kind of a 10 uh, feet in diameter-ish opening. It's irregular, so it's not perfectly like a circle. But uh, but that is open and you see gold in front of you. You it, It's piled up so high that you don't see anything over it other than bright light at, in the other direction. You would have to climb up or otherwise get some kind of other vantage point to be able to see into whatever this place is. Okay, do, do we want to try to be sneaky again? Or do are we just like going to go talk to this dragon? Or are we just att- attacking? Because I'll, I'll follow your lead. Maybe we should try to get all the gold before it wakes up. Is that possible? Oh, did um, we bring anything they, to put the gold in? Oh. Oh, we need a bag or something. Mm. Pockets? Mm, a handful. All uh, right. There's it would actually be really useful to have something like what Pivum did for us here. You know, it's like some kind of very flat disc that you could put a lot of weight on. Like that would be very helpful. Or Robin's backpack. Yeah, Robin's <sighs> backpack would work. We're gonna have oh, to get we'll her have to in bring the game Robin next, next time. time. Yeah, Robin's yeah. gonna have to play with us next time. I think she would um, like it. What should a- we do then? How are we gonna get the gold out of here? Well, I think we have to deal with the dragon. First, because I get this because that last team uh, they tried to sneak on in and then they got turned into barbecue. So, uh, 
I, I should probably be saying this all in character, but the, my voice hurts too much from using that voice. So, <laughs> so like, do we could try sneaking, or Elmer and I could just go charging on in. We can get the jump on him. Maybe I could be a big distraction. We don't have much time here because, like, I think we need to find Miss Robin before we get to 213. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, whatever you're doing here, let's, uh, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to be a big distraction because if if I'm going to be a knight in shining armor on a horse and a rabbit, I'm going to be the, with with the, I'm going to do the whole thing and I'm going to, I'm going to get on Elmer who is going to somehow fit through this door. I'm not going to ask because, you know, he's a big horse and I would like to charge in all right my glowing bright sword over my head uh yelling out dragon come out and face me did, did that sound epic Ooh, that was like that, that almost gave me chills that was good all right oh, so good neb. Uh, so yeah neb uh and Asteria rushes in the epic looking bunny rabbit atop this gigantic oversized horse rushing over this mound of gold and the horse's hooves is just chewing through it. Gold is spraying everywhere. As you crest the hill, you see it. It is trees. And you actually see that there is some kind of hole in the ceiling that is letting natural light down. And so right now it's moonlight, uh, but, but you definitely know that it somehow goes out to the, uh, to the, to the sky. Cause you can swear that you see a star or two out there and you see that there is before you a forest. So there is somehow this underground forest that, and so just for anybody, you know, uh, following along here, this is what the module writers thought was really clever. So it's, you know, deep down Dell. So there's a Dell like underground, you know, so that's how all that ties together. So with that though, there's a forest there and you see resting atop a little Island just kind of uh, surrounded by just very small body of water. It's kind of more like a pond than a lake, but on an island that is probably uh, kind of from your vantage point, 20, 30 feet, you know, across and Mm -hmm. possibly about that wide. um, You see that there is a red scaled giant lizard. And this lizard has horns that, spiral out you see that it's long and kind of sinewy and you see that that it has wings that it's just idly flapping and as you come charging over that hill you see that it just turns its head and then lightly says oh i didn't know that you would all be here this soon it's almost like destiny brought you here quicker than I imagined. No, my no, my horse is named Elmer. Uh, that is that is a rather interesting name for an equestrian uh, companion. But um, I will probably kill you the next time that we play. We're gonna have to stop there, everybody. No, yeah. We're gonna have to stop there. Listen, we're out of time. We gotta find Miss Robin uh, before yeah, you know. Yeah. Basically, these uh, you know like trapped rumors yeah. like just completely oh, bust no. the entire world or whatever. Like yes. we're gonna have to stop there. But but that's a little bit of a cliffhanger, and that's the thing that gets people to come back and play the next time. So all of you promise that you're gonna play again. Yeah, this absolutely. Is fun. Yes. All right. Can yes. I keep the dice? Even though it kind of uh, yes, like- yes, absolutely. Everybody okay. can keep all the dice. 
if it keeps okay. you playing with me. Everybody can keep all the dice. And okay. and, and, and and I love you all. Uh, <laughs> and, and you are so uh, special to me. And um, I would do anything to protect all of you. Um, because if anything ever happens to all of you, I will not have anyone to play again with. So, um, so, well, so thank you, you for playing. Whether we're playing your game or not. Yes. Yes. Ooh. All right. And so, um, with that, we're going to end. And I think that we probably need to, you know, at least like, uh, you know, look out a little bit for Miss Robin or something and see what is happening there. Yeah. All right, that's where we're going to end for tonight's episode. Deborah is battling the technical oh, no. internet gremlins um, that happens sometimes when we're doing all of this live. But thank you so much for joining <laughs> us here tonight for this utter ridiculousness. And um, I, I love to see... Um, you know, uh, how much this uh, this says about the characters, the actual characters that we're playing in this game, when we get to see them play another character on top of that, all the characterception that's going on. Uh, mm -hmm. Thanks so much for joining us for this. And remember that life itself allows for us to play fairy tales like what we play in this game. And a lot of the time that is a big contributor to what makes it a fairy tale itself. See you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Arte. To learn more about Demiplane, visit demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.